My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 171, a gentle practice for flexibility and balance and for low back pain. So even if you don't have low back pain, there's some great preventative stuff we'll do in this class. And if you just want to get moving, feel good, whole body, head to toe, I like to include that in every class where we address a little bit of everything, but there's a little extra emphasis today on flexibility, balance, and addressing any low back pain issues that might come up. So as always, I want to make classes like this free and available to everyone who wants them. So if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with somebody who you think might benefit from it. This is a great class for beginners or people who are newer to yoga or newer to the idea of doing audio classes on a podcast. It's not the most common thing, but this is a very simple, straightforward class to follow. And it was actually recorded live when I was teaching a group. And I don't demonstrate when I'm teaching in classes in person. So this was uh, recorded long time ago before the pandemic. It was a really great class, a great group of people and a much beloved group of people who I unfortunately am not teaching anymore after all the pandemic stuff that company and that uh, studio ended up closing down. So it's kind of nice to have these recordings. And if those of you happen to be there in Austin, Texas and North Austin, then you know and you'll recognize some of these things. Uh, but for those of you all over the world, I'm always grateful to get to share these things. And I do this for you, for service. So everyone who wants yoga can practice yoga freely and as often as they want anywhere in the world. So if you benefit from this, just share it with somebody you think might benefit from it as well. You can always check out quietmind.yoga to see what else I'm up to and I've got other offerings there, including the Quiet Mind Yoga membership and the yoga teacher training coming up soon. Even if you don't want to be a teacher, it's the best way to learn all that yoga has to offer and why we do all these things with anatomy and philosophy and mindfulness and all the stuff that goes into it. It's really fascinating and I didn't want to be a teacher, believe it or not. When I did my first training, I was just doing it for, my, for myself. So there's lots to learn. There's always more to learn. We're always students. And thank you for being a student, for listening, for participating in these classes. I really appreciate it and hope you enjoy your practice today. All right, so let's start on the back. So come on down and take the next minute or so to settle in. I'll lower the lights. Eyes can adjust. So you could just lay in Shavasana if you want, laying flat on the ground, or if you want to make any movements, anything that feels good for you. And then we'll start with bringing the knees in towards the body to rock a little bit side to side on the back, massaging the low back. And come to the center to bring one hand to each knee. As you inhale, press the knees forward, arching the low back. As you exhale, pull the knees in, rounding the low back. Moving a few times forward and back here to tilt the pelvis. And this helps create a lumbo-pelvic rhythm. So when your pelvis tilts one way, your lumbar lower spine moves in accordance with that. And you might not feel a lot with this, but it can help to relieve some tension in the low back.
Now let your feet down to the floor and start to set up for a bridge pose. As you inhale, you'll peel the spine up off the floor one vertebrae at a time. As you exhale, one vertebrae at a time back down to the ground. Let's continue with your breath a few times like this in this dynamic bridge pose. And each time you come up, feeling the back of the legs, the glutes contract to help release tension through the front of the hips. Now, next time you come up to bridge pose, we'll stay there and hold and breathe. Maintain contraction of the glutes and hamstrings. And this helps to, uh, again, extend the front of the hips, which uh, if that area is tight, it's going to pull on your low back and cause back pain. So this helps to release that tension in the front of the hips. Slowly lower the spine back down. Happy baby pose, holding outside of the shins or feet. And you could stay still or rock side to side or make any movements you want. Stretching the back of the legs, the hamstrings and glutes where we just strengthened. And we'll do this same thing again. We'll have the feet down to the floor, setting up for bridge. And this time, come right to the bridge pose. You lift the hips, hold, and breathe here. Now, if you want a little bit more this time, you crawl your shoulders underneath, interlace the hands, pressing the arms down to help lift the hips up and contract the glutes. And then we'll slowly lower back down from here. Back to the happy baby pose. Again, stretching back of the legs, releasing tension throughout the hamstrings and glutes. One more time, same thing. Set up for bridge, feet on the floor, hips Lift up off the ground into a bridge pose. Contract the glutes. You can crawl the shoulders underneath and interlace the hands again if you want. And this time, we'll, if you want a little more challenge, have one leg lift off the floor. Just make sure you feel solid, strong base through the standing leg, the one that's down still. And then switch the other leg. Again, focusing on the glutes, contracting the back of the legs, strong, supporting the back, releasing tension in the hips. And I'll release that back down if your leg's up. And then we'll release the spine back down, back to happy baby pose last time here. All the muscles in the body can do two things. They can either contract or release the contraction, which we call stretching. So anytime we're working with an area, I'm always thinking, how can we contract this muscle and how can we release it? Because then we're building the uh, neural pathways, the motor neurons that say how to activate and then deactivate muscle fibers. And that way we can more easily release tension because we have the, act the ability to activate and deactivate the muscles. And then we'll let the feet back, our feet together, sorry, soles of the feet together, and then down to the floor for a bound angle pose. So knees are apart, feet are together. 
creating an opening here in the inner hips, the adductors. You can just let your arms rest beside you wherever they're comfortable, or you can have arms overhead, which sometimes feels relieving on the low back. Now bring the knees back together. Cross the right ankle over the left thigh, pigeon pose on your back. You can hold hands behind the left thigh or any other variation of this that you want. So working our way all around the, uh, the legs here. So we've done front and back, now outer hips. And we've done the inner hips as well, so helping to relieve tension throughout this whole area of the legs. Now keep your legs the same, but take the arms out and just let your legs fall to your left into a twist which could be they stay in that pigeon shape or you end up crossing the legs or stacking the knees, any version of this. Listen to your low back, see what feels right there and arms out into a T or goalpost as you turn the head to the right. So the whole spine is in some degree of rotation. And we'll start to come back to center. Pigeon pose, left ankle over right thigh. Any variation, you could stay there. You could hold hands behind the right thigh or shin. Shoulders and neck stay relaxed wherever you're at. Now take your arms out and let the legs fall to the right. Turn the head to the left. And then we'll come back to the center. Both knees in towards the body to rock forward and back from tail to shoulders along the length of the spine, massaging the back. And come all the way up to hands and knees. 
and have your blanket under the knees for a little support here. Begin to make any movements that feel good for you, side to side, forward, back, the spine, the hips, the shoulders. There's no wrong way to move, just listening to your body. The fascia, the connective tissue through your body is mostly water and it gets dehydrated over time and we see that as stiffness in the body and wrinkles in the skin and things like that. So keep it hydrated just by moving in different ways, moving in new ways. That keeps the fascia uh, moving and less tense. And then we'll come back to center, hands and knees. Just like we did on the back, we'll tilt the pelvis forward and back and to cat cow. As you inhale, lift the tail, lift the chin. As you exhale, round the back, chin and pelvis in. Continue with your breath a few times here, inhaling the cow, exhaling the cat. Usually there's some area of the spine that's very easy for you to move and some areas that are less easy to move. If we try moving those those tighter areas a little bit more than usual, it's okay if you add a little bit of a side to side to get into those different areas. Slight variations, moving in new ways. And then we'll make our way back to a neutral spine again. Have your hands come off of the mat onto the wood floor and move side to side into the shoulders. And then we'll come back to center and keep the hands on the wood floor. Move the shoulder blades together as you lower the chest, straight arms. And then shoulder blades apart as you lift the upper back, straight arms. Similar to cat-cow, just focusing on the scapula protraction and retraction. And also contracting and releasing these upper back muscles that are hard to work with sometimes. And then come back to a neutral spine. And keep your hands just like they are and we'll elevate and depress the shoulders. So the two directions, the last direction is the shoulders can move. So you scoot your hips back towards the heels and your shoulders start to come up at the back like you're going to do a child's pose. And then we'll go the other way, shift the hips forward so you feel your shoulder blades scoot down the back as you move almost like you're going to push up but your arms just stay in that one position. So moving forward and back a few times here is feeling the shoulder blades slide up and down the back. Which is a movement we don't usually do very much of, um, but it's re really good for the shoulder health and the upper back health. And sometimes you can find some tight spots in there you might hold on those spots. And then we'll come back to center. Bring both arms forward and lower the forehead down to a puppy dog pose or anahatasana, the heart chakra pose. So you're opening the front of the chest and shoulders here. The hips are over the knees, unlike child's pose. All right, so child's pose, you have the hips back. In this one, we have the hips over the knees, and we're focused more on the spine extending, opening the ribs, shoulders, chest, and lungs.
From here, thread your right arm underneath into a twist, right shoulder to the ground. You can stay just like that or make this more active if you want, pressing into the left hand, reaching with the right hand, and breathing into the upper back. Untwist back to center, over to the other side, same thing. Again, more resting or more active if you want. Either way, breathe into the upper back, creating more space for the lungs. Using more of our lung capacity. Average person uses about 40% of the lung capacity. In yoga, we bring it up to maybe 50-60%. Slower, deeper breaths. Sometimes even more than that. And we'll come back to center, downward facing dog. You can bend one knee at a time, easing into down dog. And we'll come down to the hands and knees. And we're going to focus on stretching out through the whole legs, each side uh, from the, the feet up. So starting with your toes tucked and the hips start to shift back towards the heels. If you feel a lot of tension already, just stop there. If you're okay, you start to come up more vertical, sitting on the heels. All right, so they're getting this big stretch into the uh, toes, the arch of the foot, bottom of the foot. And then you can add arms overhead, interlacing the fingers, heels of the hands towards the ceiling if you want a little bit more with this. If any of that's too much, you lean forward, take the weight off your feet. And if this is tight, this is a good thing to do regularly. When I, the first time I ever did this, I was super tight. After about a year of regularly practicing it, or maybe a few months really, it started to go down a lot. And we'll start to come back down to hands and knees here. And then... Tops of feet down, sitting the hips back. So now we're on the tops of the feet. And again, the more you lean back, the more intense this becomes. And if you're okay there, you can start to lift the knees. And this helps focus the stretch on the tops of the feet and the shins. Maybe hands to the heart, or this time arms in a V shape overhead. Focus the gaze at a single spot to help with the balance here. And again, if this area is tight, this is a good thing to do regularly until the tension starts to go down. And then we'll start to come back up to the hands and knees. Now you'll, you'll tuck the right foot, right toes, kind of like we did in that first thing, but like a runner's lunge now. So right leg straight, straight back, pressing into the ball of the right foot. And uh, you're feeling for the right calf, the soleus, the muscle under the gastrocnemius. It's like the deeper calf muscle. You could stay right there or start to lift your hips like 10% to down dog to go into a deeper calf stretch.
And slowly release back to hands and knees. To other side, left foot back, left leg straight back, stretching the calf. And you might stay right there with the right knee down, or you start to lift the right knee and lift the hips like you're going like towards down dog, just enough to feel it in your calf. And we'll come back down. Now to downward facing dog, focusing on the hamstrings. But depending on where your, how your body's feeling today, you might feel it more in the calves or other areas. Now in down dog, bend your right knee to focus on the left heel pressing down towards the ground. So you just bend the right knee like 30% towards the ground. Yeah, not, not too far, but just enough so you can press your left heel down more. And then we'll switch that up, bend the left knee, press the right heel down. And then back to down dog and take your feet wider apart. So maybe your heels come a little bit closer to the ground, you can go even wider, like towards the edges of the mat, maybe even off the mat. So we're focusing on giving our hamstrings more room to go into a deeper hamstring stretch. Heels towards the ground for this one. And down dog, it doesn't really matter if the heels touch the ground, but for what we're doing here right now with this version, moving the heels towards the ground. And then walk back to down dog. And down to hands and knees again. And now we'll have the right foot forward, hands framing the leg, and start to shift your hips back into the hamstring stretch here, half splits, so your right toes start to lift at first, uh, your right heel stays down. Now point your right toes like you're trying to touch your foot to the floor, trying to put your foot on the floor, stretching the front of the foot, top of the foot and the shin again. And while you're there, sometimes with your right hand, you could press around into the tibialis, the muscle along your shin bone. And sometimes there's some interesting stuff there. You kind of poke around. And just pressing on it sometimes can help release tension as well. And we'll come forward to lunging position. So the right knee bends. And your hips shift forward and down. Bring your hands inside of the foot and bend the left knee, focusing on the quad stretch in the left leg. So we don't need to reach back for the foot to get the stretch. We could just bend the knee and try to bring your heel towards your tail. You probably feel plenty there. Make sure your left knee feels really supported and safe. No pain in the knee, which means you could have your blanket there under the knee if you don't already, or just make sure there's no pain with the knee on the floor. Now, if you're okay here uh, and you want a little more, you could bring your right hand to reach for the top of the foot, assisting with the stretch, but still being very gentle with the knee. So if you, if you don't want to pull too fast or hard with the hand. And if you don't quite reach the foot today, totally fine. All right, now slowly release back down. 
And let's come back to the hands and knees. Other side, left foot forward. Hands framing the left leg, so left hands on the left side. Shift your hips back to half splits. Focusing on the hamstring first, so the toes, left toes point back towards the knee. And then add the stretch of the shin, the front of the foot, pointing your left toes, moving the left foot towards the floor. And again, your left hand now can press onto the muscles right alongside the shin bone. The thumb and index fingers is a good way to do that. And then back to the lunge. Hands inside of the left leg. Bend the right knee, shifting hips forward and down into the quad and hip flexor stretch. Now, if you're okay here, knees okay, you could reach back with your left hand for the foot. And a little trick sometimes if you can't quite reach the foot is you move your hips back first. So you kind of come out of the, uh, the hip stretch, then grab the foot, then you come back into it. And slowly release back down to hands and knees. And step both feet up to the front of the mat to forward fold. Any variation of this, you can hold opposite elbows. You can let your head hang down. The knees bend as much as you want, especially if there's back pain. Uh, let your knees bend a lot. Release the hands down and slowly roll up the spine to stand. Bring the arms overhead and catch your left wrist to reach to your right. Create a side bend. And sometimes you want to just stay right to the side or turn a little bit towards the ground or the ceiling if that feels better. Then we'll come back up to the center to the other side. Same thing. And back to center to bend the elbows, shoulders down the back, lifting the heart. Interlace the hands behind the back. And fold at the waist with the arms coming overhead. From here, bend your left knee and move the left shoulder towards the left knee. Keep the right leg straight. You'll feel a good stretch in the outer right hip IT band. Now switch sides, same thing.
come back to center. Last little bit, arms still overhead. And release the hands down and slowly roll back up to stand. Same thing, just a little less time in each pose. Coming right back to where you left off. Catch the left wrist and reach to the right. And then back to center to the other side. And to the center to bend the elbows. Now, non-dominant grips, your other hands on top, interlacing the fingers. Arms come overhead. Bend your left knee, move the left shoulder towards the left knee. Right leg stays straight. And switch to the other side, right knee bends, left leg straight. And then back to center, arms still overhead, both legs are straight. And release the hands down. Bend at the knees for a chair pose, either hands on thighs or hands at heart or arms in a V overhead. If the arms up hurts the shoulders or there's tension there, just do the hands of the heart for today. Work on releasing that shoulder tension. The knees pointing the same direction as the middle toes. The feet can be hips width or together, whatever feels more natural for you. Toes and knees in the same line, always with the knees. And then we'll come to a forward fold again. Step back to downward facing dog. And down to the knees, back to a child's pose. And we'll hold here a few slow deep breaths. You can make this more passive, arms relaxed, or more active, pressing into the hands to drive your hips back. So just notice how you feel in child's pose, the sense of stillness, center, there's a, a lot of connection to the ground. And we'll bring those qualities into our balancing posture. So let's come up to the hands and knees and have the uh, right leg extend back. And you might stay just like that or also have the left arm extend forward. Focus the gaze at a single spot. And switch. Left leg back, right arm forward. Notice the strength of your left glutes, the strength of your spinal muscles. And then lower back down. 
Now a side variation of that. So your right hand just a little bit forward from center. Let your feet swing over to the right. And lift your left arm and left leg. So it's like side plank variation here. The right knee down. The left arm, left leg lifting. And release back down. Same thing, other side. Bringing your leg to parallel to the floor, strengthening glute medius, the outer glute muscle and the, the outer hip abductors. And then back down, hands and knees. And we'll move the blanket to the side, come all the way down to the belly. And here, hands under shoulders, we'll just lift the head off the ground. Just the head off the ground itself helps to engage the deepest spinal stabilizers. And then we'll add the hands off the ground and add the legs off the ground. Slight bend in your knees and reach the arms back for locust pose. And just notice again the contraction of the glutes, the back, the spine, back of the body strong and engaged here. And slowly release, turn the head to one side, let everything relax, feel the tension fade out of the muscles. So again, every muscle in the body has the ability to either contract or release contraction. And as we build that ability to feel throughout the whole body that way, we build these new neural pathways, more mind-muscle connection, more body awareness and increase strength and flexibility over time. And now back to our locust pose, starting just by lifting your head, and then lift the hands, and then lift the legs, and reach the arms back for locust. Holding here, contracting the triceps, the back of the arms, the Trapezius muscle, the upper back, paraspinal muscles along the spine, the glutes, and even a little bend in the knees to contract the hamstrings and let everything release. Turn the head to the other side. All the tension fades out of the back. Now, even though we're on the floor in locust, it's still a balanced posture in a lot of ways. We're never static in one position. There's always a little movement. And from here, we'll have the right arm reach forward towards the front of the room and roll onto your right side. Left hand helps you stabilize so you can move the left hip around in circles in all directions, moving the left uh, joints, ball and socket joint at the hip, hinge joint at the knee, and the ankle has a little bit of movement uh, in a few different directions. So moving all the joints around here. And now let your left leg reach up and back behind you. 
So maybe about a foot or two up and a foot or two back behind the body. So you're strengthening glute medius, outer hip, all that area again, like we did in the side plank. Stay here or add the lift of your right leg. So your legs are sort of a triangle shape or a V shape, strengthening the deep core stabilizers, which you might wobble a little bit at first, but once you're kind of locked in, hold there and maintain a relaxed breath. If you want a little bit more challenge with this, you can add the left arm lifting and reaching towards the left corner of the room. What's our right leg supposed to do? Right leg is just straight and lifting. And the left leg is straight too. Uh-huh, and lifting. There you go. And slowly lower everything down to the belly. And come over to the other side. Left arm reaches forward. Roll on to the left side. Right hand helps you balance. So you can move the right, right leg around in all directions. Synovial fluid in the joints uh, sort of hydrates the joints and uh, provides nutrients to keep the bones healthy. And basically we use it or we lose it. So the using it here helps to lubricate the joints. And then lift your right leg up and back. Left leg up and forward. And you can play with how far or how high or low that is. Any amount of it is going to have a good strengthening effect for the outer hips, but you can add more or less. And if you're good there, you could have your right arm reach away from the right leg. A little bit of a side stretch, but also challenging your balance a little more. And slowly release down to the belly. And we'll come back to the child's pose. Recentering again. A little bit less time here this time, but noticing those qualities again of all the points of contact to the floor, the sort of stability and groundedness of child's pose. Things aren't wobbling anymore, so we're more grounded. And let's come up to hands and knees and step up to the front of the mat and slowly back up to standing. And we'll take those same shapes and postures into our standing postures, starting with a sort of locust pose at the front of your mat. It's really mountain pose. So we're having our feet connect down, the spine long. Activating the quads, the glutes, the belly, the back. And from that stability, just like we did on the belly, we start to lift the heart and start to lift the left leg any amount towards warrior three. Or eventually you might hinge into being parallel to the floor or anywhere along the way in that direction, keeping a uh, strong glutes, strong belly to help support the back. Find somewhere you can hold and breathe, maybe five, three to five breaths. 
back to stand. Let the contraction of the body relax for a moment, letting go of the effort. And then find the contraction again, quads, glutes, belly, spine. Lean into your left foot, right toes, touch the floor, and start to lift the back leg any amount. Focus the gaze at a single point. Arms can be beside you, at the waist, hands at the heart, whatever feels most stabilizing for you. And focus your gaze at one spot. And slowly release, back down. So we'll do a side version of that so we can all turn to face this side of the room. And have your uh, both, both feet pointing straight in this direction. Just turn your right foot 90 degrees to the right, or just about, right? Not, not fully 90, but uh, in that direction. So there's a little bit of an external rotation in the right leg. And now bring your left hand to your left hip as you start to do the same thing, but focusing on the outer hips and glutes here. Start to lower right hand towards the floor. Left hand can stay on the hip to help you focus on the balance. Right, even if you go just uh, an inch off the ground, you're engaging all the same muscles. And the further you go, just the more contraction that happens. Half moon pose, a variation of it. And we'll slowly release. Come back to standing. So again, all ten toes point this direction. And turn your left foot towards the left. Maybe like 75 degrees, not 90. Uh, and then right hand on right hip as you lower the left hand down and lift the right leg. Strong outer hips, focus the gaze. And we'll come back to stand. And again, all ten toes facing this direction. And find a point to focus your eyes on for tree pose, hands on the waist. Turn the right toes to the right, right knee to the right. And bring the foot to the ankle, the calf, or up to the thigh. And you can keep the hands at the waist, the heart, or into a V-shape overhead. And then slowly release back down. Recenter into the other side, hands on the waist, turn left toes, left knee out to the left. Either foot to the ankle, the calf, or the thigh. Hands to the waist, the heart, or overhead. So remember the qualities of child's pose when you had a sense of center, connection to the ground. Find that same sense of center and connection to the ground even here with just the one foot on the floor. And slowly release. Now start to separate your feet wider apart for a wide-legged forward fold. Hands can be on the thighs, the waist, maybe down to the floor. Find some amount of length in the spine and more folding at the waist, contracting the hip flexors, the front of the hips, 
more so than rounding the back as best you can here. And then slowly come out the way you came in, turn towards the front of the mat, and we'll come down to sitting. And you can sit on your blanket or just on your mat. It's comfortable seated posture and we'll focus more on the, the neck and shoulders now. So starting here, just seated any way that's comfortable for you. Uh, have something under your hips, or if your hips are tight or if your uh, knees are sensitive, just make sure you have some support under the tail. And here we'll move the spine a little bit. So as you inhale, like cow pose, extend the spine, lift the chin. As you exhale, like cat pose, round the back chin and towards the chest. Move forward and back a couple of times here, inhaling forward, exhaling back, moving the whole spine. And back to neutral. Now just moving from the neck up. Everything below the neck stays neutral. Chin lifts and then chin lowers. If there's any pain in the neck, don't push into it. Just be gentle with this. And now we'll add a resistance. So put the hand to the forehead and try to lower the chin, but resist. So we're tensing up all the muscles of the neck here. And then we'll go to the back of the head, hand to the back of the head as you try to lift the chin, feeling for contraction in the neck. So again, every muscle can either contract or release. And as we do both, we build that mind-muscle connection to be able to do both when we need to. And avoid having muscles become uh, tense unconsciously, which usually happens over time, but this is a way to, to make sure we can release that tension when we need to. Now take the hand away and just move the head forward and back, jaw relaxed. Maybe it feels a little smoother, a little bit easier to move the neck. Then we'll come back to the center and rotate left to right. And we'll add resistance here, turning into the hand, feeling for contraction in the neck. It's very hard to use too much pressure with the hand. So you can press pretty firmly. You want to feel like a, some resistance here. And then we'll go to the other side, same thing. Of course, if you've had any neck surgeries or things like that, be gentle with this. Don't push too much. And then take the resistance away, just turn the head left to right. Maybe a little easier to move the neck here in this direction. And now lateral, ear towards the shoulder, side to side. You can lower your chin a little bit if this feels a little tight. And it's not meant to have as much 
uh, range of motion as the other directions, so it's okay if it feels a little limited here. And then we'll add resistance on one side, trying to push past the resistance, but maintaining firm pressure there. And then to the other side, same thing. And remove the resistance. Move the head left to right laterally. Last direction of movement, just making a circle with the nose. Jaw stays relaxed. And if you can make a fake yawning motion or a real yawn, might happen here is really good for the neck. And releasing tension in this area. And go the other direction if you haven't already. And then back to the center. And we'll start to come down to the ground. Just blanket to the side. Just come down to your back with knees in. Rocking a little side to side on the back. Now, here we'll let the feet down to the floor, setting up like bridge pose. And bring your left foot behind the right foot to the right hand. So this is a deeper quad and hip flexor stretch, the front of the legs. It's your right hand's holding the left foot. And you could stay just like that, or left hand holds the right knee. So your right hand's holding the left foot. Yep, there it is. And the left hand can hold the right knee. If there's any pain in your left knee, put a blanket underneath for support. You want to keep the stretch here in the belly of the muscle and the quads, out of the knee. And then we'll slowly release, switch to the other side.
and slowly release here. Bring both knees in towards the body. Rock a little side to side to happy baby. Holding outside the shins or feet. You can extend one leg at a time or both legs or stay still if you want. Now bring the soles of the feet together down to the floor and bound angle pose again. So knees are apart, feet are together. And again, the arms could just be beside you or arms overhead. And then slowly bring the knees back together. So knees are together and feet come apart. So feet towards the edges of the mat. And maybe the knees, the knees might not touch. They might touch. Either way is fine. Uh, but keep that with the legs. Draw your belly in towards the spine and bring the arms overhead to interlace the hands and press the arms towards the wall behind you. Press the knees towards the wall in front of you. And sometimes this can feel really great on the low back and SI joint, or it might not feel like much for you right now, but this can be really helpful sometimes with the low back pain. And then slowly let that relax. Let your legs come down to the floor. Let the legs and arms rest beside you. Just make any last little adjustments you want here before Shavasana, final resting pose. And take your time getting comfortable here.
and start to move the fingers and toes, arms and legs. Any movements that you like to eventually come over to one side and then back up to sitting. And we'll close our practice with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.